This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. Welcome to Zoom Out, a weekly coastal podcast designed to assist listeners in seeing how God is working through everyday circumstances. Your host, Trevor Hill, is a gifted speaker and communicator and delivers these devotional insights for your growth and encouragement. Before I became a high school administrator, I taught middle school mathematics. One of the great unexpected things about that position was that I had time in the afternoon to exercise before getting my own kids from daycare. What started as simple jogging for getting a little exercise eventually turned into a competition with myself about faster and ever-increasing distance running. For months, I found myself running one of two routes near my school, stretching about three to four miles or less if I turned around early. The familiar path was best as I had no smartphone at the time and was limited by my time before picking up my children. One day I decided I would take a left at the stop sign instead of a right, as I'd always done. I would continue running down a road that I had convinced myself was sure to lead back out to the main highway and then back to school. After running down this new road for almost a half an hour, I realized I was clearly wrong and I had no idea where I was. Thankfully, the next house had an older gentleman near the edge of the road doing a little yard work. While still out of breath, I asked, Is the main highway far from here? He laughed and said, Son, you're nowhere near the highway. You'd have to go back near the school to get to that. The school he was referencing was the same one I had left almost five miles before with no shortcuts for a return trip. Clearly, I had not planned for this adventure. I let myself be convinced that the landmarks I had seen for months of running the same route connected just beyond the stop sign. It only made sense to me where the road would take me. With one small change, one risk, one decision, I was sure it would work out even better than normally. I had it all figured out. The same thing happens often to us in our spiritual lives. We convince ourselves of what God is doing, of what God is going to do, we know what is about to happen just around the corner. In some ways, we feel we have God figured out that we know where He is leading us. Similar to my after-school run that day, the going gets harder, it's further than expected, and there is no end in sight. And in those moments, we tend to feel defeated, to question God's plan, or to doubt we see an incredible story in the Bible of a similar thing in the life of Joseph. In Genesis 37, we first hear how Joseph is the favorite child. Although I've joked that I'm the favorite child at family gatherings, this view was clear by the author of Genesis. Joseph's ten older brothers couldn't stand him because he was favored by their dad. The family tensions got worse when at age 17, Joseph told them about a dream he had where his brothers and his parents bowed down to honor him. I know teenagers say some foolish things sometimes, but this seems like next-level crazy talk. Joseph's brothers were enraged and soon after threw him down a well and then sold him into slavery to an Egyptian's passing by. At this point, Joseph was still a teenager. Now, current brain science tells us that the male brain is not fully formed until about the age of 28. 
So we know that there's some poor decision-making that all teenagers make, particularly boys. It is inevitable. But I have to imagine that Joseph was doubting, questioning, and frustrated already. If that were us, after being thrown down a well and sold into slavery, we'd ask, why? Why did this happen? And if this is what happens to younger brothers who are being annoying, there would be none. And I'm a younger brother. I speak from experience. Although we can only guess Joseph's thoughts on the matter, the story tells us that he was then sold to an Egyptian captain of the guard named Potiphar. Eventually, Joseph is put in charge of all of Potiphar's house because he was so successful at everything he did. The next unexpected trouble comes in the form of Potiphar's wife. Genesis 39 tells us that she was aggressive about trying to have sexual relationship with Joseph, but when he refused, even noting how he couldn't do such a thing to his boss, she then claimed that Joseph was attempting to rape her. From this accusation, Joseph is then thrown into an Egyptian jail. While in jail, Joseph is again so successful that the warden put him in charge of all the other prisoners, and the warden worried about nothing as long as it all ran through Joseph. And it ran so smoothly when it did. After some time, Joseph correctly interpreted dreams of two inmates, the Pharaoh's cupbearer and his baker. Joseph's interpretation was the precursor to the reinstatement of the cupbearer. Now, we don't know Joseph's thoughts on the matter, but it seems fair to ask an obvious question. Why would God allow him to be so successful for Potiphar, only to be falsely accused and imprisoned? We often see good and the bad in life around us, and we struggle for them to coexist. Success in one area and defeat in another leads us to think that God is against us or we are stuck. Why isn't it all just working out? But just like for Joseph, there's still more to the story. God wasn't done yet. A few years later, after Joseph's dream for the cupbearer, the Pharaoh had a dream that couldn't be interpreted. Joseph's name was eventually dropped by the cupbearer, giving him the opportunity to predict the terrible famine that was coming and word of the need for the plan for all of Egypt to be saved. Once again, Joseph was put in charge and thrived as he was second in command over all of Egypt to prepare for the famine ahead. At multiple points along his life, the going got tough. It would be understandable to get depressed or angry in his shoes, to get lost in all that had happened, or even to feel victor or survivor kind of feeling, the, the one that hits, them, they keep on coming, but I just get up and hit back and overcome. But this isn't how the story wraps up. You see, eventually Joseph's brothers showed up looking for food due to the famine, but they didn't recognize their thrown down a well, been in prison, now Egyptian leader, brother. Instead of giving in to the anger, the bitterness, the retaliation, Joseph was able to see the bigger picture. Through all the emotion, both good and bad, Joseph was able to see the bigger picture of what God wanted to do all along. Whereas many of us would want to punish our brothers or take revenge, Joseph was able to see the long game. He told them, What you intended for evil, God intended for good. Those long, dark years of confusion and frustration were tough. But... Joseph saw how his family was now saved in some regard because of a foolish teenage dream, which 
did come true, by the way, when his brothers came requesting grain. I experienced a similar time when I was trying to find a job after college. The summer before my last semester, I started searching for an internship or something in my field, but nothing existed near my soon-to-be fiancé. Once a graduate, I found nothing in my field, but I did find a job selling TV advertising on commission. By far one of the toughest jobs I think I've ever had. I distinctly remember calling my father after a month or so of cold calls, drop-ins, and hundreds of miles driven per day and asked, What am I doing? I feel like I've wasted thousands of dollars in the past four years of my life. I was going through a tough time where nothing felt right. This struggle, although it did improve a little, went on for months until I decided I wanted to quit and become a substitute teacher until I could figure out what was next. As it turns out, substitute teaching was the gateway for me into the education world. A little over two years later, I was hired as a full-time middle school teacher. I had no idea that the occupation struggles through the cold, wintry months after my December graduation would be necessary to eventually allow me to find my calling as an educator, a field I still love a few decades later. Initially, I was in a state of depression and disappointment that just seemed to be so insurmountable. However, similar to the life of Joseph, I can now look back and see God allowed those months of struggle to bring me to where he needed me to get to. I wasn't thrown down a well or spending time unjustly in jail, but I was frustrated and confused about where I was going. In the middle of these moments, it's so hard for us to see what God's in-game is for us. Like on my run, we think we know where we are going, but when we're wrong, we feel defeated. Instead, We need to be looking for how God will use those tough moments of today to prepare us for tomorrow. What we feel may be intended for harm is actually God using it for our own good. So my challenge to you, talk to someone about where in your life you have seen God working all along. Your sharing could be an opportunity to share your faith, or it could help provide more clarity into what God might have planned right around the corner. And... If you've never really seen God working through the good and the bad in your life, I'd encourage you to ask someone else about how they have seen God working, and by that, you can better understand who God is.